Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Good morning. You're listening to Breakfast with Lindley, Ryan and Rachel. Time now for our morning shot today and we're going to be shining a light on the news that we've been following very closely over the weekend. We're going to put the spotlight on the US and China because work is underway as Navy divers recover debris from the suspected Chinese spy balloon it shot down. Just over the weekend, China's defense ministry protested against the Pentagon's decision to what it calls attack an unmanned a Chinese airship in the United States. Yes, that's right. Beijing is saying this latest move was an obvious overreaction and that China reserves the right to use the necessary means to deal with similar situations. And this comes after the uh, US military fighter aircraft shot down the suspected Chinese spy balloon, as we've been telling you all morning, following the postponement of Secretary of State Antony Blinken's trip to China. Joining us on the line now to analyse the state of Sino-US ties is Ross Feingold, Director of Business Development at SafePro Group. Hi, good morning, Ross. How are you? Great. Good morning from Taipei. Hi, good morning. Ross, let's just put this in perspective and talk about what exactly this object was. It's been dubbed a spy balloon. China said that it was an unmanned aircraft that was monitoring the weather. What are we looking at here from the footage? It looks like some kind of, well, balloon. (laughs) Oh, we're certainly monitoring something and uh, hopefully as the wreckage is recovered, we'll get more Mm. information. Uh, That actually presents quite a political dilemma for the Biden administration Mm -hmm. uh, as to how much information they want to reveal about what exactly they recover and what are the capabilities of of the technology and and what they will share uh, publicly because uh, there will probably be some internal pushback to sharing too much information and that's kind of how the intelligence community often works. But in this situation, and I think partly because of the decision-making process over the past week. It's like the Biden administration will have no choice but to reveal uh, quite a bit of information about what they do discover from the wreckage. That's it, Ross. And we've got to take a look at the action that was taken. Uh, China's foreign ministry has said that it had clearly requested that the U.S. properly handle the matter in a calm, professional and restrained manner. What's your assessment of the Pentagon's decision to shoot down the balloon? I think any country would have done this, including China, uh, but especially if it comes from uh, a country that uh, is your rival, to to put it uh, diplomatically. Mm -hmm. Uh, But knowing that this came from China, that it does appear to be collecting intelligence, uh, there really was no choice but to shoot it down. And the question became when to do it. And as we all know, at this point, that became a, a debate over uh, public safety and whether bringing it down over land was more dangerous versus uh, waiting until it exited or, uh, beyond the coast, which is the decision that the Biden administration or the Pentagon ultimately made was not to bring it down over land. And look, uh, we, again, I think we all see the criticism that Republicans and commentators are, are making uh, over the delay mm-hmm. in, in taking it down. Now, Ross, clearly China is reacting quite strongly to the U.S. shooting. It has warned of further necessary responses. What might we see in the coming days? Well, the fact that they're they're angry and issuing statements like that, that comes as no surprise. That's their style. They would have hoped that 
the U.S. would have just smiled and not made a big deal out of this, but that, that just wasn't realistic. But as far as uh, actual measures that China might take, I mean, there's the most basic, which would be to pause any kind of dialogue that was supposed to occur between the two governments, more at a working level. I'm not even talking about the Biden uh, visit, but just, for example, if uh, U.S. personnel who are based in the embassy in Beijing or at U.S. consulates across China had a need to engage with the Chinese government, their phone calls uh, probably won't be answered in the coming days unless it's to talk specifically about this issue. But for other topics, uh, again, from the working level on up, I I think China will put a pause and then they might announce uh, more substantive actions, whether that's, again, uh, Mm -hmm. delaying or uh, any kind of bilateral dialogue. Uh, military exercises uh, is, is certainly something that we know from recent experience that uh, China likes to engage in as well. The, the Pelosi visit to Taiwan last August being a significant example where, where the response from China was significant military exercises. So there's that option as well. Uh, and then possibly a more aggressive attitude towards U.S. military presence in the region. Uh, again, there's been recent incidents of that where Chinese aircraft came very close to U.S. aircraft. We're speaking with Ross Feingold, Director of Business Development at Safe Pro Group. And obviously, Ross, uh, Blinken's trip to China was cancelled on the back of this. Unfortunate for Blinken and uh, probably President Biden as well. They, they seem to have put uh, a lot of hope into dialogue. But the, mm. you know, the truth is, this is a, a common aspect of, of the Biden administration's team uh, when it comes to foreign policy issues. And a lot of them served in the Obama administration and some in the Clinton administration. And they're a big believer in, in what critics often call engagement with China. And uh, you know, the critics often point out that it just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but hope seems to spring eternal uh, with <laughs> President Biden and Secretary of State Blinken that as long as there's engagement with China on a range of issues, whether that's environment, uh, climate change, or more intractable, intractable issues, that there could be progress. So clearly, uh, there was a lot of hope for this trip, and uh, it was with great reluctance and only many days after this incident had become known to President Biden, as well as to the public, uh, that they decided to cancel the trip. Well, reports are saying that uh, it is still a suspected Chinese spy balloon. But taking a step back for a bit, what could such a spy balloon over the U.S. do exactly? Is there a way for such a device to perhaps find new information that a satellite can't? Yeah, that's gotten a lot of attention ever since this incident became public. And the short answer is yes. Uh, Satellites, despite their amazing capabilities, have some limitations and uh, that uh, a balloon might be able to uh, address. So the balloons are, uh, are stationary or they can remain stationary. They can collect certain types of uh, signals, intelligence, certain things flying through the air while they're moving slower that maybe the faster moving satellite uh, cannot collect. Uh, and they are a lot cheaper to build than the satellite. So they also might be expendable as well. So they still have their use uh, in intelligence collection. And that's why China and frankly, other countries use them as well. And, and for those of us who are not in the spy industry, uh, an easy way to think of the, the usage uh, or, or the capability of, of these kinds of uh, airships would be that we often see them at big public events as well. It's, it serves as an eye in the sky mm-hmm. at, at large public events. 
whether it's a World Cup, a sporting event, or things of that nature, where they do have their capability uh, to gather information and transmit information back uh, to whoever is operating it. So the, the answer is yes, there still is a need for this kind of airship. Ross, what will you be watching to happen next? Well, as, as Congress comes back to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. from the weekend, the, the Republicans are going to continue continue to criticize the Biden administration. Uh, there will be some closed-door briefings for uh, those who are entitled to them uh, on the Intelligence Committee and congressional leadership. Uh, how much they reveal coming out of that remains to be seen. I'm, I'm sure uh, we're going to see more of what we saw over the past few days, which is some of these congressmen, they want to criticize, but then they have to add a lot of disclaimers that, well, I can't reveal to you something that I can't reveal. Uh, so we're, we as the public are going to be left in the lurch a bit uh, from that perspective. But uh, definitely there'll be criticism. There'll probably be some public hearings as well. There's this debate about whether or not these incidents occurred at, uh, during the Trump administration and weren't revealed to the public. And a lot of Trump administration officials have already publicly said this never occurred when we were in the White House. So that's another important aspect of this to watch. And then broadly, as we were discussing, uh, we'll, we'll what happens to the bilateral U.S.-China relationship, especially as the U.S. side reveals more information about what they discovered from the wreckage. All right, Ross, we'll have to leave it there for now. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with Ross Feingold, Director of Business Development at SafePro Group. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.